first episode of When All Else Fails. My name is Denise Ratcliffe and I'll be your host. I'm so glad that you've chosen to listen today. This episode is called Going Back to God Again. See if you can relate to this next situation. How many times have we prayed something like this? Dear God, I'm having such a terrible time right now. Please help me get through it. Forgive me for not keeping you in my life lately and help me handle the strain that is in my life now. I promise. To go to church every Sunday, read the Bible, and hold you close to my heart from now on, if you will get me through this terrible mess right now. Amen. (laughs) And you sincerely try to please God so He will help you. You do start going to church. You begin reading the Bible every day. You do take time to pray. You are making a sincere effort to be closer to God, right? The next thing you know, the problem is over, and you are finally back to normal. Then the Bible reading slowly stops, the prayers stop, and you stop attending church very much, if at all, because you're just too busy. Too busy to spend time with God. The one who just answered your prayers and got you through the mess you very well might have caused in the first place. (laughs) Or maybe you didn't. But God was there for you either way. Believe me, I've been there many times. We go back to God, then leave Him, go back to God, then leave Him, over and over again. Listen, don't beat yourself up about it. This backsliding thing has been going on since biblical times. In the Old Testament, if you recall the famous stories of the people of Israel who wept and begged God to forgive them over and over again. In the book of Exodus, they ended up as slaves. Then Moses was sent by God to set them free, and they saw great miracles, amazing miracles. They saw Moses, through God's power, part the Red Sea so they can escape from persecution persecution and bondage. Part the Red Sea. It is hard to really comprehend the magnitude of that miracle without being there. Then when Moses went up the mountain to speak with God and was gone a little too long for their comfort, they got nervous and made and worshipped a golden calf. (laughs) Oh boy. Because of this, God caused them to go in circles in the desert, and it took 40 years to get to where God was taking them when it should have taken like 17 days. Back and forth, back and forth from God. Round and round we go in our own little self-made hamster wheel. Why do we see God work in our lives and be awestruck by His love and mercy, then go right back to doing something wrong all over again, sometimes the very same thing as before, again? Well, the why is simple. There is sin in the world. Satan will take every chance he gets to pull you and me away from the love of God. He finds it very easy to distract us with life. Jobs, parties, kids, mortgage, drama, sickness... Whatever it is, we can easily be distracted from focusing our eyes on God, from having a quiet time with Him. Humans have a sort of ADD that causes us to very easily be distracted from our love for Jesus Christ. Sinning seems so much easier, doesn't it? We are just mere humans. We are born with sin. But we have to recognize our sins and vulnerabilities and realize that we need to keep our eyes on Jesus at all times. We should have learned by now that we fail miserably if we try to go it alone and not keep God in the mix. Have you noticed that? That every time we try to deal with a difficult situation, it only seems to get worse if we have not kept God in the picture? 
Then all of a sudden, when things in life get grossly out of hand, our senses finally come back, and we finally remember God's love and pray for his help and forgiveness because we went astray again. But he still helps us. God loves us unconditionally. Thank you, God. Okay, so I'm going to get a little personal here. During the production of this program, I'm on medical leave of absence due to chronic neck and upper back pain. My month leave has just been extended for another month because I have made very little progress. This pain started several years ago and I tried to ignore it at first. Then I tried to take over-the-counter pain relievers, you know, to help me be more comfortable. I was very focused on the pain, trying to make it work through, you know, drama at work, drama at home, and was more and more into myself, you know. Because of the great difficulty I was dealing with, I had not been going to church for several years. I was not reading the Bible. I still prayed, but not for the right reasons, I guess. Everything I was trying to do by myself to make things better often seemed like they were making things worse. My pain was getting much worse. I started missing work more and more. I was very stressed out about it. Oh boy. Very stressful. I was so focused inward, you know, on my pain and what else I could do that could possibly help me. So my brilliant carnal thinking and great idea was to start drinking more and more wine because it helped calm my muscles. It got to the point that some days when I was in a lot of pain, I would drink over a half bottle of wine in one evening. In one evening. And by then, it wasn't really helping much. Yep, the bad choices we make without God. And if you think that's bad, I have a library of testimonies that I could share about my life. How often I left God's mercy and made my own stupid choices. Yes, we have free will, you know, but that doesn't mean that everything is a good choice in God's eyes. I thank God he is ever patient and ever forgiving of us. I thank God. Anyway, when the pain became unbearable and I was put on medical leave of absence, I felt like I was in a very dark hole and no way to climb out of it. Have you ever been there? I was so encompassed in my own pain that I never looked around me. I finally, finally, somehow, heard God's whispers and looked up. Looked up to God and remembered that he was always there waiting for me. It's like, hello. I listened to Christian podcasts that entire day. I read the Bible and asked God to forgive my sins and open my heart. Since then, I started going back to church where they, they very warmly welcomed me back, by the way. It was like I'd never left. It was awesome. I read the Bible every day, sometimes more than once. I finally feel like he is carrying me through this valley. It's really, I mean, I, I just can't explain how much better it is. It's, it's, it's hard to explain unless you... Do the same thing and ask God back in your life. I no longer feel alone in my pain. I know, yes, I know, that God is with me and he is my helper and my healer. Psalm 54, verse 4, ESV, English Standard Version says, Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is the upholder of my life. Psalm 103, verses 2 and 3 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases. I have just started my second month of leave, but I feel so much better about it than before. God is with me. He will carry me through it. 
I pray for healing, but it is God's will what will happen to me and how long it will take. I have faith that he knows better than me what needs to happen and when. God has also graced me with this time to be closer to him. I mean, shoot, I'm sitting home anyway. I might as well spend the time with God. What better option, right? There's a very bright silver lining in my gray cloud. I have all day, almost every day, to read and study the Bible, listen to sermons and podcasts, and feel his presence. I also feel called to, to work for God. Frankly, we all should feel called to work for God in one form or another, right? But that discussion is for another day. I feel led to make these programs so I can reach others and share the good news about Jesus Christ. Look, the bottom line is this. We constantly allow Satan to distract us with life in order to take our eyes off God. If we are to fight this, we must make time each morning to read the Bible. Starting off the day with God can make a dramatic difference in how you handle your day. My eyes were off God, and Satan kept me busy for several years. And I can say now that once I was ignoring God, things in my life just got worse and worse. Don't you notice that sometimes? It didn't start coming back together, you know, more peace, more joy, until I went back to God. I know you have probably heard this a million times, but I'm going to tell you again. Plan some quiet time and read the Bible, please. Even if it is 15 minutes, focus on what you're reading and say a little prayer before you get out of the chair. Ask God to help you keep your eyes on Him all, day, all through the day and to be with you and your family. Distractions. What exactly do I mean by distractions? The distractions from God that I'm talking about is when you plan to spend time quietly with God in prayer reading the Bible. And something happens to take away your attention. Something that distracts you from your quiet time with God. Let me give you some specific examples of how the devil can distract you from reading the Bible. It happens to every single one of us in one way or another. Okay, here's one example of a mother with very young children. So picture this. You change your alarm time to purposely get up 15 minutes earlier with every intention of having some quiet time to read the Bible and be with God. But you weren't paying attention. You didn't double check. Satan got you distracted somehow and you did not set the alarm to go off. So instead of getting up 15 minutes earlier, you happened to get up 30 minutes later than you were supposed to. And since God is last on your list habitually, you're not used to it yet, you rush out of bed, get yourself and everyone else ready to go, and head out, forgetting to take your Bible with you. He distracted you from spending time with God. And since you forgot your Bible, you can't even read it later, like at lunch. So the devil won. The next example, and this one's a little more dramatic. The next day, you remember to set your alarm for 15 minutes earlier, and you actually get up. Woohoo! But this time, one of the kids got up before you and is crying because they just missed watching My Little Pony on TV. You hear her crying and rush out to see what's wrong. Once the problem has been established, which is the end of the world, you know, to little Susie, you spend the next 15 minutes promising her you'll buy a My Little Pony movie so she can watch it anytime she wants, in which case she demands you buy it right now. Once you calm her down with a dry bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios, and she sees that her favorite, her next favorite cartoon just came on. The baby starts to cry, and the morning rush has begun. God? God who? 
You did not have one single second to even think about God, let alone have quiet time and read the Bible. And you also forgot to take it with you so you can read it later. So the devil won again. These types of distractions will always, always be there. Satan will always look for a way to distract you and keep you from building up your faith in God and in the process, build others up. The further you go with your faith in God, I can promise you, the more you will see Satan filling your life with problems and distractions. I'm not saying that little Susie or any other child is Satan's spawn, even though sometimes her actions make us think they are. <laughs> I'm saying that Satan can whisper to someone at any age negative things, and we can hear it and run with it. Like, I'm not smart enough to do anything special for God or for my church. Or, I will never find the time to read the Bible. Or, I'm not good enough for God to want me to be used for anything. Don't let Satan have the last laugh. Say out loud, get thee behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ. I command you to leave me alone. We have the power through Jesus Christ over the devil, you know. So when you see him messing with your mind or your life, state that out loud so he can hear you. And ask God to fill you with strength and power against the devil. You can do it. And do more than that to keep God constantly a part of your life. Think of God throughout the day. Like, say little prayers for yourself or others that need some intercession. Thank God for little things like getting you to work safely or that you were able to get the kids ready for school on time. Or that you got them to school at all for that matter. Thank him for the beautiful day as you step outside or for the rain that is needed. I love to hear the rain. Doing things all day throughout the day and night will keep your eyes on God and help keep Satan's whispers at bay too. Ephesians 6.11 says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. And James 4.7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Don't let this cunning ways of the devil stop you from keeping your eyes on God. It is too, too easy to allow ourselves to get wrapped up in our lives and put God last. I know that. That is why we keep running on that self-made hamster wheel. Round and around and never really getting anywhere. Round and around in the desert we go. But if we make every effort to keep God first in our lives, we will begin to slow down and finally stop that blasted hamster wheel from turning. Keep God ever on your mind, and don't just remember He is with you only when you are down and out. And this will even keep some of those dumb things in our lives from ever happening. With God always on our mind, we will have the wisdom to recognize the stupid things we're about to do, and not even start doing them to begin with. Wouldn't that be a nice change? <laughs> so let's not keep going back to God. All right? Well, we're at the end of the program. Just remember, we are wiser with God on our side, and the Holy Spirit within us can keep us on the right path if we just let Him. We can stop the hamster wheel from turning if we make quiet time with God, even if it's in the bathroom or sitting in your car. It is crucial that we keep Him first. He is our healer and our comforter. God loves you very, very much. God is so good. I will end with a short prayer. Heavenly Father, first we thank you so much for the blessings you give us each day. Thank you that we have to deal with crying and tantrum-throwing children because it means that we have been blessed with children to love. Thank you for the occasional drama at work and the commute we may have to deal with every day 
because it means we have a job. Thank you for the tests and trials we may go through in life because it means that we are growing mature and strong. So we have the strength and faith we need to spread your word. Please, Father, give us the wisdom and guidance that we need all day, every day. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to my first program. I hope you enjoyed it and that God has moved you to make new habits in your life, like daily quiet time with God to read the Bible and pray and thinking of Him throughout the day. Please feel free to read my program notes for further information or links, including what you can do to help support this Christian program when all else fails. Please leave a comment and let me know how I'm doing or any subjects that you would like me to talk about in the future. Thank you so much, and have a blessed day. Bye for now.